0: We're talking Blue Beetle casting, a new Lord of the Rings series, and The Suicide Squad, all coming up right here on Live Action Remake. Welcome back to Live Action Remake, your source for movie news, TV news, reviews, and recommendations. My name is Diego, and I'm back here again with my good friend and co-host, Ricardo. How's it going, Ricardo?
1: Hey, what's up? I'm, I'm back again. I'm here.
0: Hey, yes, we're keeping it. And uh, thanks to everyone who emailed, and by everyone I mean none of you, <laughs> not one of you decided to change the name. So we're keeping it, and I'm, I'm we blame you. We, right, I guess now, this whenever...
1: is just who we are now.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is it. That's what it is. And now every time there's a live-action remake, we get a dollar, so it's on, it's on you guys for that. <laughs> we have quite a bit of news to talk about this week, Ricardo, so why don't we get into it? Starting with a couple of trailers that we got. We got a new trailer for Venom. Let there be carnage, Ricardo. What do you think about this trailer?
1: I'm I'm kind of watching it right now. <laughs> a bit Clearly of work all day. Invested. I haven't seen any
0: of them. <laughs> Ricardo, it came out. Day, it came out like last week. Did it like right after we put up? I think right after the day after we recorded, uh, the trailer came out. I've seen the Woody
1: Harrelson shapeshift thing.
0: It's that's cool. About it. I think that's that's probably the coolest part. Uh, I think the casting of Woody Harrelson and the along with the already pretty good performance of Tom Hardy, I, I think it's going to make for something interesting. I don't know if it's going to make up a good movie. And with Andy Serkis helming it, him being a first time director, I don't have a lot of faith. But I definitely am interested. I, I do want to see this one in theaters.
1: I don't. Andy Serkis isn't a first time director. I, I think he's he's done is other he
0: not? ones. I've, what he, else is he? He
1: directed Jungle Book. He did something with a Jungle Book. Hold on.
0: Oh, he did. He did the other Jungle Book. Okay, the Mowgli. Uh, Mowgli yeah, yeah,
1: the called, Netflix right? one.
0: Okay, I have not seen that movie because I saw the other Jungle Book, and I'm I'm Team Favreau. Unfortunately, I'm sorry about that. I'm more excited about this one than I was for the first one. Like, there's a there's an actual villain that I'm interested in. There's Tom Hardy which I really like. Also we have like them two just arguing about like nope, I'm not going to fight him because he's a red one and he's <laughs> and I like the Tom Hardy Venom uh back and forth. I like I like that stuff. So I'm I'm a little more yeah, excited well, I'm for with this you one there. On
1: the I, this at the very least at the very least looks interesting. I like Woody Harrelson and uh I have, I have a lot of faith in Andy Serkis as a director just because he's a brilliant performer. But you know I'll give this one a shot. I'll watch this one, unlike the the other Venom.
0: You, you. I don't know if you're still watching or if you if you missed it because we're talking. But uh, we get to see Woody Harrelson doing a little bit of a Joker dance, like a little bit of his a little bit of a sidestep. Well, that part looked funny. Mm, I'm here for it. Villains dancing is now a trend for some reason.
1: You know what? We're all the better <laughs>
0: for it. The other trailer we got this week was Why the Last Man, a new FX series coming, uh, also to Hulu. Uh, This one is based off of a graphic novel uh, where basically, I saw the trailer, I don't know much about it, uh, but basically all men have passed away from some kind of phenomenon, except for one, except for one dude, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Is this what
1: Fucking woke SGW (laughs) propaganda, am am I right, fellas? (laughs)
0: Why is it always gotta be? The, no, I'm not doing this. Um, no, I can't do. It. Um, <laughs> I texted this to my friend who watches The Handsmaid Tale, and I was like, "Is this? Is this just like the reverse Handsmaid Tale? Is that what this is? Is this just like payback? I don't know. I don't know what this is. Uh, but it looks pretty good. It lo- Diane Lane is the Madam President because after uh, the President dies, she's the next in line. So I like Diane Lane. Uh, I hear the graphic novel is amazing, and I love FX and Hulu TV, so I'm excited for it. I'm definitely gonna watch this one. Yeah,
1: I I know why the Last Man, even like just by reputation alone, just because everyone brings it up when like you ask <laughs> for like really good uh, comic runs. And yeah, I'm willing to give this a shot. I want to know why the Last Man.
0: Why? 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 Is the, why? And then the next one is what the Last Man, who the Last Man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll cover the comic on this podcast. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. All right, Ricardo, this next one's a big one for me. I was very excited about this news, and I think I posted about it everywhere. Uh, Zolo Mariduena has officially been cast as Blue Beetle in the upcoming HBO Max film. Uh, If you guys don't know Zolo Mariduena, he is one of the main characters from a little show called Cobra Kai, which I... Started to watch ironically and got <laughs> really into. Um, yeah, I've, I've was heard my, nothing but bro.
1: good things about Cobra Kai. It's so good, it graduated out of being a YouTube Red original.
0: It's the only one that graduated, I think, out of a YouTube Red original. It's a, it. I can go on a whole tangent about that show, but he is fantastic in that show. And I think after season one, I was like, this guy would make a fantastic Blue Beetle. He definitely gives off the nerdy vibe, but he also does his own choreography, so he'd make, he do really cool action scenes. If you get a look at him, he looks just like Jaime Reyes, too. It's just, it's a perfect casting, <laughs> in my opinion. I, I'm, I'm beyond... looking at
1: pictures of him right now, and I've mm-hmm. seen panels of Jaime Reyes with this exact same haircut. <laughs>
0: exactly. I could, I'm, I'm so excited for this. I, I hope they don't do, like, a CGI suit for him. I'd love to see him in, like, a physical... Like the Blue Beetle costume. Uh, I, I'm I'm really hyped for this. I'm still very mad that this movie is going to HBO Max only. Uh, but I'm beyond excited. That is,
1: yeah, still utter bullshit, but, <laughs> you know, whatever, <sighs> I guess. There's nothing yeah. really we can do about
0: that. We also got this week an official look at Miss Marvel from the upcoming Disney Plus series. Oh, uh, there were some set photos already of this costume, but this is the first official look from Marvel. I'm not sure what's going on with her wrist. It seems like she has like some kind of crystal power or something like that. Uh, there were rumors where, that
1: she's... Where are her big, stretchy hands? Yeah, I want the she's big... She's supposed to have giant hands.
0: <laughs> they, I don't know if they're doing that or if they're going with a whole... The Marvels all have different light abilities...
1: Um, what is even the point then? No, Diego? I don't. <laughs> what are I'm, we doing here?
0: <laughs> I'm upset about it too. Especially, I, I watched this really good documentary uh, called Marvel Six One Six, where they go into even the creation of Miss Marvel, and the creator specifically said that she doesn't, she didn't want Miss Marvel to have quote unquote pretty powers, where it's like light <laughs> and flying and glitter and all this nonsense, and now they're doing this. And I, I hope they do the big hands and her embiggening and all that. That's the fun part of Miss Marvel. But I, it seems like they might be straying away from that. When does this come out again? This one is supposed to come out either late this year or early next year. There is no set date. We know it's the next one after Hawkeye and Hawkeye comes out in November. So there may be a two week like the other shows, or maybe it'll be a month like within Lo- like Loki and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We don't know, uh, but it's definitely uh, late twenty twenty one, probably most of twenty 20- the beginning of twenty twenty two. But other than that, I think the costume looks fantastic. Like besides the fact that it seems that they're giving her a different ability, the red and the blue look great. I think the mask looks good. She, it's spot on, Miss Marvel. I like that part. Yeah, of the it. costume's
1: fine. It's literally just what it was in the comic
0: Hmm. good stuff also in the show I don't know if you've seen the set photos uh, she seems to be wearing like a Halloween Captain Marvel costume to start uh, with the mohawk and everything which I think is hilarious That's I, fun. <laughs> I, I love that it's like very Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse so I, would
1: people know who Captain Marvel is
0: I think in this one uh, the introduction of Captain Marvel was Endgame to the world because of she blows up Thanos' ship, and so I, I'm guessing Miss Marvel. That's where she became a Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel fan.
1: I mean that that would do it, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's a cool entrance. I'll give him that. Next on our list, we have Star Wars Terrifying Tales. A new Lego Disney Plus Halloween special is coming October first. Uh, this one is set in Darth Vader's castle and will feature Poe Dameron and BB-8 hearing scary stories in Darth Vader's castle. Uh, How did you feel about the last Lego special?
1: I thought it was fine. It was cute. It was around the holidays. It was a, it was just it was a nice little thing that I saw in December.
0: Yeah, it was I, all I think right. It was pretty fun. It was cute. I'm here for more Lego Star Wars stories. I've always liked Lego Star Wars. Uh, I think this will be a fun one to get into. So, yeah, just some fun little news there. I
1: personally am looking more forward to the Muppets meets the, the Haunted Mansion, but you I, know, to each their own.
0: <laughs> I did see those pictures today um, with Kermit dressed as Miss Piggy and Miss Piggy dressed as Kermit. Good stuff. Uh, that's fantastic. I was, I'm here for that one as well. We also got this week set photos of Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher on the set of Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, a lot of people believe that he would be in motion capture but it th- it seems that they're going all uh, white face for this one he's <laughs> he, he kind of reminds me of Aisha from Guardians Volume 2 where, like all gold but in this case it's all white um robes and all what do you It's. I know it's not a perfect look but what do you think of it I mean
1: that's what gore is he's like all white and- I I don't we don't really get a good look at his face. I wonder if they're going to go with the full monster face in CJ cuz he's got like a weird lizard <laughs> nose and fangs. Oh, I
0: think they're definitely going to do the teeth. I think that's for sure. I they I to me it seems like you're going to use Christian Bale. You got to give us Christian Bale, you know. You can't I think they're they banking on the name. It's a big name for a Thor movie.
1: In in true uh, Christian Bale fashion, he's totally committed to this role. <laughs> But instead of you know losing or gaining fifty pounds in the span of two weeks, uh, he's he's committed I, I to his like makeup. The makeup
0: uh, they do for the aliens, so I'm pretty excited about uh, this look and uh, Christian Bale in general. I think that's a uh, that's a good get. I mean, DC took away Michael Keaton, so we're <laughs> taking away the other Batman with Marvel. So that's that's good. I'm glad. We also got a new look this week at the Lord of the Rings Amazon series coming September 2nd, 2022. Uh how do you feel about the Lord of the Rings and what do you think of this uh, this beautiful picture of I don't know, a kingdom? I don't know much about it. <laughs> you don't even know? <laughs> no, I don't know that much about Lord of the Rings. No, I, I don't saw, know anything. Just... I've,
1: I've never seen a Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
0: well, we're the we're the perfect people to judge this. <laughs> um, for context I
1: know I enough see... that the idea of this Amazon show it kind of confuses me because I know that the I haven't I haven't seen them, but I know the movies were like massive, you know, hits, Oscar winners,
0: mm-hmm. and yes,
1: you really you really want to follow that
0: up? Apparently, this is a prequel, so it's not like a we're, we're doing a weird re- like another adaption or anything like that. It's based on one of the other books. I look if The Hobbit. If, no, there's one before that. It's called the. The the Requilium or something. I'm like I, I know I'm butchering this. I don't know what it is actually <laughs> called. Uh, if you know, please tweet at us all of the all of the slurs or whatever. Anyone that actually has a
1: deep connection to the lore of Lord of the Rings is fuming right please, now. Please,
0: it's it's fine. Uh, look, look, we know we know Lord of the Rings. We know Dumbledore. We we get it. Okay, we understand. <laughs> We we know we know Voldemort has the eye and he needs all the wings. We understand guys, it's it's not that deep.
1: Tolkien's gonna come up here and kick your ass.
0: <laughs> I I dare you okay, no, I'm not gonna dare the Lord of the Wings fans. Um they're gonna come at me with like what is it, LARPing stuff and it's gonna be it's gonna be too much. <laughs> um <laughs> But no, I've seen the first two movies actually very recently, but I saw them back to back and I saw the four hour versions. So I can't really tell you that much about them. It was just so much. It was just so much content, Ricardo. Uh, But this show. You can't
1: tell me anything? uh,
0: I can tell you there was uh, Gandalf, and he was played by Magneto Ian McKellen. And there are um, Rings from Zoran. But you don't want the rings because they give you power but the power is bad unless it's Zolan's power. and then there's uh, Vigo Martindale is the is the guy who lives forever and there's a lot of characters
1: Margot Martindale?
0: No, no it's Vigo
1: esteemed character
0: actress. <laughs> I also made this joke and I was corrected from my uh, shout out, shout out <laughs> Haley who made me watch these movies um, I don't I'm I'm butchering these really bad. This is gonna be. This is not gonna be great from Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, but, uh, Bilbo? No, Frodo is the main one. Bilbo is his uncle, who is oh his cousin or something like that. That's not Martin Freeman in this one, but Martin Freeman in the other one. Uh, that's all I got for you, Ricardo. They took a long time to get to a war with two towers, <laughs> and might I say, and this may be controversial. But to put out a movie called Two Towers a year after 9-11 is kind of rough, I feel like. You should rename it something. (laughs) How are they supposed (laughs) to know? Rename the movie. Just rename the movie. We're not talking
1: about this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) September 2nd. I know nothing about Lord of the Rings. Maybe I'll watch this. Seems like an entry point. Maybe
0: we just cut this whole part. Or maybe we keep the whole thing in. Who knows? We'll see. (laughs) Um continuing on we got new looks at what if characters including zombie hunter spider-man hydra stomper heist nebula and doctor strange supreme uh when this episode comes out the first episode of what if will be out uh i'm really excited for all these new characters oh yeah yeah it comes out this wednesday so that's gonna be pretty cool uh Any of these characters? Why
1: is he called Zombie Hunter Spider-Man? Like, that's the most distinguishing thing about him.
0: (laughs) Well, he only has a cape. Like, he has the same suit, but he's just got a cape. But
1: that is clear. That is the iconic Doctor Strange cape. Call him, like, Strange (laughs) Spider-Man. Spider Spider Strange. I I don't know. uh, Spider Supreme.
0: I I don't think if he... Like, I'm going to assume Doctor Strange is dead in this one. So I think if you take his name and his cape, it's kind of bogus. (laughs) Like, I think it's kind of mean. Um, This one, the other cool thing about this Spider-Man, I think he looks older. I don't know if that's just maybe the animation style, but he looks like this is an older Spider-Man in this zombie universe. So that's kind of cool.
1: I'm excited for the fact that we get Marvel zombies.
0: Look, this is just, like, speculation. I think it's going to be that Thanos uh, in Infinity War unleashes the zombies. I think that's what it is and then like the characters left or whoever's left uh they're building up quite a roster with these side characters in what if and I think a lot of these characters could come back into the mainstream now that the multiverse is in play so I mean we could see zombie hunter spider-man that'd be pretty cool
1: we could see nebula with hair yeah we
0: could could give karen gillen a break and just let her have her hair (laughs) that would be nice but you know it is what it is
1: Wasn't the story with that, like, she got cast and, like, completely shaved her head and they told her, you didn't need to do that.
0: No, 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 no.
1: We have bald (laughs) cats.
0: No, the first time she did need to do that, the second time James Gunn, like, and that they made adjustments so that way she didn't have to do that again. So, it's, the first time she did kind of have to do that, but back then she didn't have as big of a name, so it's like, you know, they they make adjustments, like, with... (laughs) Yeah.
1: adjustments they could have made before, but,
0: you know. <laughs> they didn't feel entitled. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. What else we got? We have Chronicle 2, set ten years after the first film, is officially in development. It's going to be female-led uh, within that universe. Apparently it's going to go into things like, was that event real? Was it in, was it fake? Like, all these conspiracies about this stuff. Uh, do you have a how, have you seen Chronicle? Like what do you think about Chronicle?
1: I I really like Chronicle actually. I saw Chronicle in theaters.
0: I also saw Chronicle in theaters. That uh, was a fantastic movie. I do not want this. <laughs> you don't want to
1: No. You
0: don't want to come back to the world of it?
1: We were good on one man. I don't know how this whole allegory for fake news uh is going to turn out. Uh, Max Landis, huge scumbag. Uh, Josh Trank, <laughs> I don't even know if he's doing movies anymore. Didn't he have a meltdown?
0: Yes. Um. I don't think he's coming back to that either. It seems like it'd be entirely new people from the same studio.
1: At this point, just make a new movie. Why even call it Chronicle?
0: <laughs> well, they gave a quote about that, Ricardo, and basically they said, as far as... Money goes. It's the least amount of money they've spent on a movie that brought back the most amount of money. So it just makes sense. <laughs> that was I, I. I know there's a yeah, quote, but that I was yes. Like, <laughs> so they were like, "Yeah, money. We we're doing it because of money." Um, I think the cool... not
1: even trying to hide it this time.
0: <laughs> I think the cool thing, the thing I liked about Chronicle was the honest. I feel like. Solid relationships between like three male friends, and I thought that was really cool because I don't think you see that a lot in film.
1: Oh yeah, that was my intro to Michael B. Jordan.
0: Oh yeah, that it's uh, me too. I think that one in Friday Night Lights was where I really got into Michael B. Jordan as an actor. But well, I think if you can do that with uh female with uh, three females and just have them have like really an honest, good-hearted relationship, it could be a fun movie. I'm not against it. Uh, and then they all kill each other, and it'll be cool. It'll be a fun <laughs> Chronicle Two.
1: But also, part of what made Chronicle good was part partly the Found Footage thing worked. I think because it was kind of the origin of a supervillain. So you get to got you got to get in really like personal uh, with that character, which makes that arc I think a little more satisfying. Absolutely. And for a Chronicle Two, where it's all fake news, which I don't know how it was a giant. <laughs> Super powered fight in the middle of Seattle <laughs> the, the, There were news copters
0: spear is off the statue And threw that kid Like what do you have to What do you mean
1: <laughs> The hospital is gone now We
0: saw two people flying Man of steel style Across the city uh, Yeah no I, I get I get what you mean
1: But you know what I, I buy it that's there'd be some people that wouldn't believe that happened, because that's the world we live in now. Yeah,
0: it's um, it's unfortunate. I, what if it's Dane DeHaan's daughter, um, somehow with the pink haired girl? I don't, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> with
1: the, sure, with the pink
0: haired, pink haired girl. I don't know. Maybe she has powers. I don't know. I don't. They didn't really explain anything, and I hope they don't further explain the alien stuff. Cause that wasn't the part of the movie that was cool Like I didn't need an explanation I liked the relationships that were built I liked them screwing around with their powers It was a lot of fun, it's a fun movie And then it gets dark, but you know, it's it's fine uh, Alright, what else we got? Uh, you have something on South Park, yes Yeah
1: man, the the big South Park deal they just got renewed all the way through to twenty twenty seven. Oh shit! And that would be a total of thirty seasons, <laughs> along with fourteen original South Park movies.
0: That's insane. Oh, uh, <laughs> it look I I'm not uh, caught up on South Park. Does it mm. does it still hold up? Eh, well, I
1: I like South Park. I'll watch it from time to time. I haven't seen it in a while. I think the last one I saw was their. Uh, the pandemic special. And you know what? I I think it holds up still uh, because it is such a reflection of the time and how it only takes like a week to make an episode. They're still very current and they can touch on stuff like that.
0: I was going to say, it's just interesting to me that the the only two animated shows I could think of with deals similar, like the only show that's similar to this is Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. And Rick and Morty's like in my opinion, the last two seasons have. I think after that deal is when it started to get diminishing returns. Like I don't think those two uh, seasons are particularly as good as the ones before. Not that they're bad, but they're they're getting worse in my yeah. Opinion. I can see that. So I don't know if that was. It's the same a little bit of a phenomenon. tangent, but
1: I've I've been have you been watching the the recent season that's been airing of Rick and Morty. <laughs>
0: I've seen I think I'm behind on the last couple, but there were there were definitely high highs and some <laughs> low lows in the season. <laughs> there have been some of my three, I, episodes where
1: sure well. oh my finally we're doing something. That was great. That was really smart and clever. Other times it's giant incest baby in space.
0: Oh, that was a weird I not. I couldn't I couldn't sit through it. I just stopped watching it. That that's the one that I'm <laughs> on that I need to get through. Um but yeah so I don't like I don't know if that's the same phenomenon with this show but it seems like uh South Park is going strong so good I mean good on them I'm really glad that these guys are getting more uh more seasoned. The
1: thing that gets me is the 14 original movies like there <laughs> there is a South Park movie and already and I don't that can't mean like 14 of those it has to mean more like the specials they've been doing like the the pandemic and vaccination specials that are on HBO Max right now Yeah I'll nice. I'll tune in I, you know, if they keep making them, I I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone are funny. Uh, I think they've really evolved as creators since they originally begun. They've they've backtracked on a lot of the stuff they've said because you know the show is a reflection of those two and people you know change and evolve.
0: Yeah, I mean, Trey Park after that performance in uh, Despicable Me three, I knew that he has been knew <laughs> I knew. <God> damn. <laughs> No, I don't know I don't know much about Trey Fogg's career. That's the only thing I can say <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <Ricardo. laughs> on to some uh darker uh, more upsetting news, I guess. Uh Joel Kinneman uh had to file a restraining order. Uh Ricardo, do you know much about this?
1: Yeah, it's wild. I mean he He posted like an Instagram thing if you want more details where he kinda lays it all out of hey, this is the situation, this is why I'm filing a restraining order, uh, this person is, uh, you know, just go to his Instagram, you'll read his whole paragraph thing. <laughs> it's with uh, Bella Davis, uh, a Swedish-Jamaican model, so.
0: Uh, bad, bad times yeah, for Joel the... Kinneman.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. He seems like a cool guy.
0: It's an unfortunate situation uh, all around, um, and it doesn't Help people going through actual things. You know what I mean? It doesn't. Uh, read the article. I don't think we're going to discuss too much into it, but it, it's just unfortunate when you hear these kinds of things. Uh, on better news, let's go over to Bob, Bob Obernick. Because Bob Obernick's What did you okay. just say? Bob Obernick. Am I saying his name wrong? Is it not Obern- no, Obernick?
1: No, what?
0: <laughs> is it not Bob Obernick? It's I, Bob Odenkirk. It? O- Obernick.
1: Odenkirk.
0: Bob. Obanerk.
1: It's it's the the god and the the Star Trek captain. (laughs) Put those two together.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Bob Thorpike. (laughs) Gotcha there, didn't I? Got him. Uh, We did it. What? Um, But no, (laughs) in all seriousness, uh, Bob Odenkirk is okay. He had a a mild heart attack as far as we know.
1: Yeah, uh, Bob Odenkirk, he suffered like a mild heart attack which is we're, let's let's not get like too into detail about it. We just want to say, hey, we really enjoy Bob Odenkirk's work. We think he's, you know, he seems like a very like nice person, and we you know, we're glad we we're glad he's okay. Good for Bob Bobo. Yeah, he has
0: a fun sketch show on Netflix right now. If you want to go check it out, support him a little bit. He's a great guy. He seems like a nice guy. I really want to see his uh, his John Wick movie. Oh, I heard about that. I
1: heard that's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one. i I want to see that one too. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Nobody. It looks great. Uh, this one's pretty close to your heart. Uh, Louise Guzman <laughs> and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones have been cast in Netflix's Wednesday, the Addams Family uh, Netflix TV series. Ah, TV series.
1: From from the twisted mind of Tim Burton. Ooh. It's I'm, weird. There's Latinos in a Tim Burton thing. <laughs> I didn't think that was allowed. you
0: surprised it's not Johnny Depp just doing a Hispanic accent?
1: <laughs> you think even his boy Tim's taking a step back nowadays?
0: I, I doubt it. I'm pretty sure that Johnny Depp and him are still going to work together. Uh, you had particularly strong feelings about Luis Guzman. Uh, <laughs> it, let's hear him.
1: It, it's a bit of a perplexing, perplexing. casting. <laughs> you know, I, When I think Gomez Adams, I think the version I've... I, Grew up on was like the, like the movies and stuff where he was a very suave uh, gentleman. We're, we're saying like Oscar Isaac or like uh, or a Pedro Pascal would be perfect. Uh, Gomez Adams. And
0: uh, I don't. George Luis Lopez.
1: Guzman doesn't really <laughs> fit that bill. But you, you know what? Sure. Whatever.
0: I don't know much about this character, so I can't. Will really you relate to this one? Uh, what about Catherine Zeta-Jones? Are you happy with her at all? Oh,
1: her as a morticia, I think, is great. That's fantastic. I don't know how this show is going to turn out because it's mainly going to be about Wednesday Adams <laughs> and she's like going to some kind of weird school. I, I,
0: I do know the girl who plays uh, Wednesday because I believe she was in the show You on Netflix. Uh, so she's not a bad actress. She's fine um so i again i've never seen anything with the adams family so i don't know much about these guys um uh, they're spooky and i think they're uh, dead no, they're mysterious
1: and spooky you know they're all together rookie da 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 da
0: aren't they doing another animated movie as well
1: yeah yeah they are <laughs> i didn't watch the okay,
0: first cool. one okay bet are they always hispanic or is this just like a we're making them hispanic kind of thing
1: I don't know if they were originally intended to be Hispanic, because in very classic spooky uh, aesthetics, they're very pale. But the man's name is Gomez, so oh, (laughs) it's not like (laughs) it's a big leap.
0: (laughs) Okay, but no, I'm glad they're doing Hispanic people at least. That's cool. I'm down for that. All right, and in this last bit of news, we have that the Suicide Squad has been... Technically speaking, flopping at the box office right now, which is very unfortunate because yeah. Ricardo and I saw the movie in theaters, and I think we, we're we going to get into it in a little bit, but we we rather like this movie. This was a pretty good movie. Yeah,
1: that news makes me real sad.
0: And of course, it's not, it's like pandemic reasons. It's on HBO Max, like there's a new wave. There's a lot of reasons why it's flopping. Uh, Piloting is happening a lot more these days. People
1: also might just be confused, like if you're not keeping up with like the articles and stuff. You remember, oh yeah, there was a Suicide Squad movie a few years ago. I hated that. Why would I watch this new one?
0: Yeah, so this I I get why it's happening, but it's it's unfortunate because James Gunn, I feel like, put a lot of hard work into this movie, and it's fantastic. And there's a lot of really great performances. So. If you can and if you feel safe, go see it in theaters. Go pay for it. It's a it's a good time. Now, why don't we get on to our review of the Suicide Squad, Ricardo? Oh boy. Uh before we get into spoilers, why don't we give our initial thoughts on the film? Uh Ricardo, what did you think of James Gunn's The The Suicide Squad?
1: I dug the hell out of this movie, man. I loved it. <laughs> Just I was have the entire time in the theater just having a blast. This movie uh it made me realize oh I really do miss theaters cuz I I rewatched it not too long ago cuz I got HBO Max and it it's not the same, man.
0: Absolutely. I agree. I've I've seen I believe three movies in theaters uh this summer so far and this by far was the best time I had at the theater. I was laughing my ass off. I, I sat me and Ricardo saw it together. I was dying, cackling. Um, I don't think there's a lull in this movie. I don't think there's a moment in this movie that did not have me uh, at the edge of my seat. I, I, I loved it. There are twists and turns, and not twists in the sense of oh my gosh, this is the whole time, but just there are choices that are made by characters that just go oh my god, I don't know what's gonna happen next. And that just move the plot forward in a really interesting way. I had an absolute blast. I, I don't think this is my favorite DCEU movie. I do really love Shazam. But it's very high on my list. It's it, it's yeah, juggling for me right now. It's say. between
1: this and Shazam. And this is kind of winning.
0: <laughs> yeah, but even if it's even if it's not my favorite. I think the fact that it's up there says a lot about this movie. People have been throwing around that this is the best superhero movie of all time. I don't know if I'll go that far, but I get why they're saying it. Like I understand uh, their points. I I don't think this movie's perfect. I think there are a few things that I have problems yeah. with. Very few, though. Uh, but overall, James Gunn blew uh, another one. Just another uh, home run, in my opinion.
1: This is my number, like in my top three of the year so far.
0: What are the other two?
1: Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines, and in the heights.
0: I also in the heights as well. I can't believe you're leaving Boss Baby out of the uh, equation, but you know what? That's neither here nor there, (laughs) Ricardo. I don't know if we can talk much more about this film without getting into spoilers, so why don't we just go ahead and jump right in. Uh, If you have not seen the movie, go ahead and check it out on HBO Max. It's there for free if you have HBO Max. And uh, if not, go check it out in theaters. Go watch it. Have a blast. Uh, Get some friends and then uh, come back and listen because we're going to talk spoilers for The Suicide Squad
1: get out of here we're, we're spoiling things
0: we're, we're spoiling it's what we do uh that's I hate I hated that this is the
1: end of the podcast
0: <laughs> all right Ricardo we before we get into a little bit more into spoilers we actually had a bet and I have to just say on the <laughs> on the podcast that on a technicality Ricardo did win um going in we were debating. Who would die first? And we placed our bets. I thought, and I thought it would be javelin. And Ricardo did, in fact, say blackguard. I thought we both lost when uh, Weasel was drowning in the beginning, but unfortunately, that <laughs> was not the case. So, Ricardo, I do have to give you the win um, because he comes back. He does. Weasel, the weasel lives. Weasel which did, means I win. Ricardo did win. Uh, Blackguard was the first to go, uh, which was uh, a fantastic death.
1: Let's, let's talk about that whole opening sequence, oh uh, the, the decoy squad.
0: The X-Force, if you will. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I think, if you were watching the trailers, you kind of had an expectation that this scene wasn't going to end well for a lot of people. I didn't think it would be that fast. I didn't think it would be that harsh. <laughs> Uh, there is a lot about that scene. I didn't predict which I enjoyed. Uh there is one death in that scene that really got me Ricardo. I know you know which one I'm talking about.
1: Oh, you are talking about y- your boy Boomer?
0: Uh, I loved Captain Boom I love Captain Boomerang. And I've rewatched the Suicide uh Suicide Squad twenty sixteen recently. And Boomerang is fantastic Jai Courtney is fantastic <laughs> in that movie. And we talked a little bit about it last week that I think they never get Boomerang wrong. Uh, he was it was so good, and then when the the helicopter hit him, that's when I knew that nobody was safe. Like no one in this movie is safe at all after Boomerang. Um, so I think that was a good way to set up the tension for the rest of the movie. They let you know, uh, but I'm still really from sad from the that...
1: jump. It's like what kind of movie this is gonna be. <laughs> so you better get if you're not on board with uh, the mayhem at like the ten minute mark, get out.
0: The action is good in that first scene, and all of the I think most of the deaths work for me. He, here's what I thought was actually going to happen, and uh, Ricardo, I think we talked about this a little bit. I thought the general plot of the movie was going to be: Waller sends in Team One, Team One fails dramatically, like really bad, and Waller goes, "Well, I'm going to send in the rejects." Uh, and hopefully I'll get Idris Elba to lead them so they'll be formidable enough to get the job done I thought that was going to be the general plot and then maybe uh, Starro takes over a couple of the original team and they have to fight the original Suicide Squad with Bloodsport Suicide Squad Uh, but Waller (laughs) actually I gave too much credit to Waller because she sends them in as the decoy team and they get slaughtered Like immediately, it's it's so amazing.
1: (laughs) That in part is because Blackguard Pete Davidson sells them out.
0: Yeah, but on the WeWatch, Watch, uh, it appears that like Amanda Waller, I think she might have bet on that. Like, I think that was her point was to get them Blackguard to sell them out in order to make a decoy team to to uh, make sure the other side, the other team, uh, gets in uh, unscathed, which is. Horrible, because she put Wick Flag on that team, which is so bogus. Out of everything, <laughs> out of everything she was like, yeah, Wick Wick is going to join you guys. Let's,
1: you want to run it down? Everyone that's on this, the... Team the, one? Everyone dies, squad.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, so we have... how they
1: die. Uh,
0: we got uh, Captain Boomerang, who gets the most, I think, unfair death in the whole movie. Uh, he gets hit by uh, shards of wood from the helicopter brought down by Mongol, And then the helicopter shreds him so quickly <laughs> after that. Uh, we
1: Mongal, have... who, why is she even here? Do you put it That's through all a... that makeup just to <laughs> <laughs> murder her and burn her to death?
0: I have more problems with Mongol's death as well, but we'll get into it. She also dies from that same helicopter that she brought down. Um, we have Javelin who dies by bullets we have TDK who RIP uh, dies by getting shot in the arms and then just flopping <laughs> around like a fish on the ground yeah, TDK. <laughs> and then we get Savant
1: technically he was in critical condition last time we saw him so I d- you know I
0: don't, I w- we'll talk about we'll talk about an end credit scene but I was really hoping it would be TDK in the end credit scene um
1: Can we go back to Javelin for a yes, minute? Yes, go for it. Uh, I just think it's really funny how uh Harley Quinn ends up doing more with his javelin <laughs> than Javelin.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I put Javelin on my list of who would die first, because out of character like I was looking at interesting characters with with uh, interesting actors and such and I was like Flew Leborg is the bottom of this list by a lot. Like this Come
1: Even, on, I like Flula. No, he's
0: great. I'm not. I'm not bashing him, but like it was between him and Mongal, who are like the least known actors probably, and Mongal looks cooler and has better powers. So I was like, okay, Flula's dying.
1: You want to know uh, something pretty funny push. about Jeff? Oh,
0: go for it. Tell me.
1: Uh, Flula Borg was recently on the the Conan O'Brien podcast, okay. and I listened to that episode, mm-hmm. and he talks about how he when they cast him in Suicide Squad, they made him get into superhero shape. <laughs> so the same Chris Pratt, Kumel and Ajiani routine just to be murdered after, like, less than three minutes of screen time. And,
0: and the thing is, is that... I,
1: but that's Hollywood, baby!
0: Well, I think the worst part about that is that everyone in that scene, besides Flew LeBorg, gets, like, at least, like, a cool action moment like even TDK like he gets to detach his arms and he gets like a comedic beat where he like is just fighting them with just his arms but Flula boy doesn't get a moment like that in this movie he just gets <laughs> shot down like that's it no besides him and Savant are the only two that don't get an action sequence but Savant at least gets that comedic death so
1: hey man Savant killed that one bird
0: <laughs> he was he was my thing with Savant which I think would have worked a lot better if they would have done, like, this is my note for James Gunn. This is, like, one of my only notes. Takes the character of Savant, and I love Michael Rooker, okay? I have not, I have no problems with Michael Rooker. I think he's a great actor. Cast a bigger named actor. Cast a Jake Gyllenhaal. Cast a Matt Damon. Cast someone who could believably be the lead of this movie, right? And have him play Savant. And do most of the marketing around Savant. <laughs> and this guy, like him and Idris Elba, are like dueling. So like that's what I wanted, right? And then have that same death. It would be hilarious if Jake Gyllenhaal just runs off of the beach and <laughs> just gets onto the board, and then they explode his head off. And like, nope, this is this is John Cena and Idris Elba's movie, not Jake Gyllenhaal. Get out of here! Like, no, I thought that would be a lot funnier. Well,
1: who's our real team? Who are we following for the majority of this movie?
0: We have a real team full of. Uh, and I think I think a lot of these names I think are very funny, which is why I thought most of them would be the B-team. But you'll see throughout the movie, most of these people are very formidable. Uh, we have uh, Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba. Uh, King Shark, voiced by Sylvester Stallone. We got Peacemaker, played by John Cena. Ratcatcher 2, played by Daniela Melchior. And Polka Dot Man... This is the one that I'm going to mess up. Uh, David Dust Machalin. I bl- I, I'm, I know I'm saying his name wrong, but he's a fantastic actor. And those are the main five. And throughout the movie, they pick up Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn to make up those seven. That's the main team, really. Um, is there a standout character for you from these guys?
1: In, I know everyone's probably going to say King Shark, and I agree. But <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Ratcatcher 2 and Idris Elba.
0: I think you could you could pick a name out of any of these guys, and I understand why they're your favorite. Uh, I also put Idris Elba as my favorite just because I think he has the most like just like Will Smith in the movie before he has the most chemistry with everybody. Like if you put him in a room with anybody, he's he's still he's got it. He's got a great scene with Peacemaker. He's got great scenes with Ratcatcher too. Uh, he, fantastic! I'm pretty glad that he survives this movie.
1: Is it's a little jarring that. He essentially has the exact same backstory and motivation as Deadshot did in the last one. But I think it's very funny that instead of actually being a loving father and caring for his daughter, he doesn't want anything to do with her. He wants her (laughs) out of his life. (laughs) Stop coming to see me.
0: (laughs) He... I think I missed it on the first watch, but he even says something about like, "Oh, I was trying to, I was trying to like shrug you off, but your mom brought the paternity test." Like, it's just like oh, it was horrible. <laughs> He's just a bad father, and it, it was great. It was, uh, I, I think we both thought it was going to be that same beat of like, "Oh, well, like, oh, his daughter is there and he loves her." And it's like, no, his daughter's there and he wants nothing to do with her. Uh, Harley Quinn is in this movie as well, and best best portrayal of Harley Quinn.
1: It's it's basically another harley quinn movie the entire b plot is hers
0: (laughs) but i i think there's enough going on where she's uh she's not the main focus but every now and then you're like oh yeah harley quinn's in this and it's it's good i think it's good stuff i think they give margot robbie more to do in this one than the original and i think they give her more fun stuff to do than in birds of prey so i i had a blast with it i think this is the best version of harley that we've gotten so far
1: yeah, I I totally agree with that.
0: Let me let me ask you, do you have a, a what do you what what's your what's your favorite death in this movie?
1: <laughs> is it is it too early to say Milton?
0: <laughs> no, yes, yes, this is what I was hoping for. Yes. I loved I loved Milton's death. This is what I was at. This is I was trying to le- I was trying to segue into that. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man, that Milton bit, I think it that had me fucking dying I love that I
0: I remember being like why is he in the shot when they're in the rain like why is he coming along and I thought they just were never gonna acknowledge it. yeah
1: why is he in the big hero shot in the rain Uh, he's always in the background somewhere (laughs) like for the way longer than it made sense for him to be there
0: and it's just good setup for a good joke like on the rewatch I was just looking out for Milton uh, the whole movie I was like ah Milton there he is so uh, it, it's it's just fantastic setup for a good joke uh, which is uh, a constant in this movie I also noticed the setup of uh, Peacemaker I don't know if you saw this on the rewatch he tells Rick Flagg hey I'm gonna come with you because I don't trust the thinker and just Elba's like no I need you with King Shark but really Peacemaker has his own agenda uh, what did you think of Peacemaker in this movie how do you like John Cena
1: I think John Cena is actually really good in this movie. He makes me laugh a whole lot. Uh, I think he handles the dramatic scenes uh, pretty well, actually. Uh, that turn—we're uh, in spoilers yet. Yeah, his big evil turn—he's—he's mm-hmm. he's just John Walker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. Uh, he has a good emotional line where he's like, "I, I, like peace is more important than anything, even a life of a hero like you." I like the setup of these two patriots type characters facing off against one another uh peacemaker and rick flag it it's 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 sad because you go to like John Cena in this movie and if you watch the original suicide squad like you know Rick Flagg pretty well and you know what he's about so it's it, it's a good setup of two characters who should be by all means like on the same side, but they're not
1: there's the changes are so minimal but i like rick flag in this way better
0: you think they're minimal oh they're have you seen the the, the suicide squad recently like 2016
1: not in a very long time
0: i we I watched it after the suicide squad which uh i recommend because it just makes it just makes points out how bad the movie is <laughs> um rick flag is so mean in that movie like he's so he's so <laughs> much like these people are scum and <laughs> these people are like trash people i have arms like i have people who can do this job better than them like we don't need them and in this movie and i think it is because of his arc in the first movie he comes in the first thing you see is he shakes his hand with savant and he's like hi like i'm rick flag like he's just like a nice dude
1: yeah he's just a really chill guy you want to <laughs> hang out with like, hey what's up i'm rick flag we're gonna go on an adventure today
0: yeah we're going uh we're gonna get the people be- and he there's a part uh in the uh, beginning fight scene where he tells Amanda, like, we can't, do, like, we're not going to win this fight. Like, he, I don't think he necessarily cares about these villains, but he doesn't want them all to die either. Like, he doesn't, he's not like, we can't go into this firefight. We're not going to win and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, he has that empathy, so I, I really liked him. I was very surprised they kill him off. Like, that was the biggest surprise <laughs> besides, I think, Boomerang.
1: That's... I think a testament to really how good this movie is that they took Rick Flag, uh, a character I did not care in the slightest about. <laughs> and when they did kill him off, I was like, no, why? Rick.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that was the big one. That was the emotional one, I think. And I think he goes out on that line where it's like, I love where it's a uh, peacemaker. Like, what a joke. It, it's, it's a great scene. I would love it. If he is like the ghost on Peacemaker's shoulder in the HBO Max series, like keep Joel Kinnaman on, just to be like this is the, this is the American hero that you killed, and you're supposed to be all about peace in America and all this stuff. I would like that. Yeah, it's like uh, they
1: even say in the movie he's just using liberty in America as an excuse to just murder people. He's a psychopath, and that's again, uh, pushed even further when he's like he's got the gun in Ratcatcher's face. And she's like, "Just destroy the job. Just destroy the drive. Why do you have to kill me?" <laughs> and there's a moment where he doesn't have an answer, where he has to like, "All right, how do I rationalize my way into why where I get to kill this little Latina girl?"
0: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good performance from John Cena. I think it's the most hammy, like it's the most over the top, but in a good way. I didn't I didn't mind it. I had a good time with John Cena. Uh, I don't think he, he's as good of an actor as. Dave Batista or the rock but he's he's still he was good in this so I'll give him that he's he's gonna step up in my opinion um I love the scene with him and Idris Elba just like trying to one- up each other it's a fantastic scene the and, payoff uh, to that scene
1: <laughs> is
0: yeah. a, it's a good payoff.
1: hysterical it's just...
0: <laughs> oh oh you mean the fact that they are the soldiers oh I thought you meant the payoff of like uh him the bullet within the bullet
1: that's pretty good too.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of good payoffs in this movie, uh, but just to quickly go back into that scene, it has my I think my favorite line in the movie, is um, well it's from Interstellar and John Cena where he's like, no one likes to show off. And he's like, well, only if what they're showing off is dope as fuck. And then he's like, damn, that's true, like to himself. It's just great. It's it's so well done. But yeah, Soul Soria and her soldiers are the ones that they are rescuing Rick Flag from, and so they just low-key annihilated (laughs) the whole army
1: you know we haven't talked about harley in a while what is her subplot what's she doing why isn't she with the squad
0: (sighs) she is on the original team and she is the only one that does not die uh which i think she gets i think she's the only character in this movie that has like uh movie armor on where no nothing's gonna happen to harley it's fine um so then she gets uh, captured by the, what what is this place called again? Coto Martisian mm-hmm. Army. And she is brought to the dictator who has a whole romance plot with her, which is pretty fun. There's a nice little montage that's pretty cute with yeah. them and birds. and, and seeing I don't know why that's nice there, meal.
1: but you know what? Sure, I guess this is in the movie. <laughs>
0: I thought that part was cute. It was yeah, I, fun.
1: I like that song. Yeah, I thought
0: it was cute. Like, I wasn't uninvested in that moment. He offers to marry her. Mm. And.
1: You just hate to see other people live out your dreams, you <laughs> well, know?
0: Mary, is it Mary Harley Quinn or be a dictator, <laughs> Which one is it?
1: You decide.
0: <laughs> but he offers her uh, marriage and then reveals that he is going to use Starro for nefarious purposes, so she kills him. She just is like, nope, I'm not doing this again. Which I actually really liked. Because she's like, yeah, no. That was
1: a good... I really like that monologue just from a character perspective. And it's also just really funny. Mm-hmm. We're just like... Uh, considering my taste in men, <laughs> one red flag Mm-mm. is bad news for everyone. And the only reasonable thing to do is to murder him.
0: That was... I, You know... It's hard because the DCEU is so disconnected from itself, even within sequels. I didn't even consider that she would have an arc. Like, I didn't even consider they would use the past movies and her past experiences in any way. And James Gunn just does it so well in that one scene. It it, it was fantastic. I loved it.
1: Because all you really need to know for that scene is, you know, she's Joker's ex-girlfriend. And you, you get it. <laughs> you you get everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think it's funny how not only is the Joker a, a murderous, psychotic clown, he's also just a regular shitty boyfriend where he makes fun of her taste in music.
0: <laughs> I wonder what Harley Quinn's taste in music. Me- well, I mean, she does have a musical song that she's singing to herself uh, doing her montage. Uh, that is pretty good. I lo-
1: now, that, that was an action sequence, man. That was Incredible. That,
0: that was a that was a pretty good one. I, I was, uh, I was wondering when I saw the trailer how the flowers were incorporated, and it's just like, nope, she's just saying that. Like that's just that's just in her mind. Which I was like, ah, okay, it's not that big of a deal. But overall, the action's fantastic. the She does way like you said, she does way more with that javelin than the javelin does. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty good. It's clear to me that James Gunn was like, we need to give Harley a cool weapon. Uh, what characters have cool weapons that we can kill off really quickly so she can have one? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure there's a version of the script where Harley, they it's like, kill off Firefly and she just has, like, the fire, like, backpack. I'd be, <laughs> I mean, I'd be equally cool with that.
1: It's like, uh, the, the GCPD scene from Birds of Prey. Just crank that all the way up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. It's good stuff. I, again, this is my favorite version of Harley, so I had a good time with that part. Um to go into something a little bit more niche uh, I think you might agree with me on this Uh, Bloodsport is the coolest redesign of any character I think in a superhero movie I don't think they've ever redesigned a a lamer looking character into something so cool
1: I don't know what the original Bloodsport looks like
0: (laughs) he's wearing a bandana and like a and like a uh, undershirt and that's it hold up I'm gonna pull up a uh, picture real quick but his suit, they they went a little bit more into. A, he he is kind of based off of Deadshot.
1: Is it the one where it's literally uh, just like a pair of camo they, pants and a black tank top?
0: Yes, that's him. That's him. and is that that's it? <laughs> and in the comics, he can like, uh, I guess he can tele- He has teleportation abilities, kind of. Where he can take. Yeah, weapons. I know
1: this one. He's got like a weird. Uh, he can just, like, make any weapon appear in the thin air, basically.
0: Exactly. Like, I guess he has access to a warehouse, and through teleportation he'll just pick a weapon up and it'll come out for him. But in this one, it is, like, small parts of his suit that he, like, constructs weapons out of, which looks fantastic. It's so cool yeah, That looking.
1: is way cooler. I really like that, just how every every little part of his outfit is just a different weapon that he can then combine to make like bigger better weapons
0: it's it's awesome and i think they do a good job of like at the end of this movie in the final fight he pulls out all of the little pieces and creates this giant gun and i i don't know about you but at that point i was like i get why this guy shot superman like i get how superman (laughs) got hit by this guy he's he's incredible the suits are incredible and he's fantastic speaking of the final fight how did you feel about our main antagonist?
1: The grandpa from Hentified?
0: No. Do you
1: do you watch that show? Does that scan? Do you even know what I'm talking about?
0: I have no idea who you're talking about, Ricardo. Um, If I'm going to be completely honest with you, no.
1: He's the Mateo, the the main dictator guy who didn't get shot by Harley.
0: Ah, the old, old Hispanic guy. Oh, on a side note. Love how many Hispanic people are in this movie. Fantastic. Love it. Um, and they're all pretty good. Uh, but no, not him. And I don't really care that much about the thinker. I thought he was fine. He's cool. Uh, but no, I'm talking about... He do be thinking, though. He do be thinking. Uh, I'm talking about Starro. How did you feel about Starro?
1: I never thought I'd get to see a big-budget <laughs> Starro on the big screen. So I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like how they made Starro, like, a very... Like, an actual threat. He made him very gross, very scary.
0: And they gave him, like, a backstory which you feel, like, bad about. Like, it's sad. He, what happens to him in general. And he has a really sad going out line as well. Uh, where he's like, I was happy looking at the stars. I, I, I feel bad for Starro in this movie.
1: He did kill all those people. I
0: mean, yes. But... And listen, just a little side note about me: I'm not a horror movie person. I've never been a horror movie person, and uh, I know James Gunn's background is in uh, some horror movies, so I kind of expected a little bit. But I, I did not like the staro uh, the little Starro scenes where you'd see all of the people saying like "Help me" and stuff like "Oh my god," just, mm, mm, mm. like I guess it was doing its job. Like it was a good scene not for me. Mm, yeah, those, it
1: really sells it. <laughs>
0: nah, yeah, it, it's good acting. It's well shot. I'm not saying it's a bad scene or that it shouldn't be in there. I'm just saying, not for me. It's not. The oh fun. yeah,
1: it <laughs> if you're squeamish, it will give you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it,
0: <laughs> it just got me. Uh, which is a testament, of course, to James Gunn's uh, movie making. Uh, is there anything about this movie that you don't like, Ricardo?
1: Oh, That I don't like? I'm having a hard time thinking of stuff like, even little nitpicks, I really don't have any.
0: I got a few that I'll throw out there while you're thinking about this. All right, I got, um, I liked Solsoya. I wish I would have seen more of her in the Freedom Fighters. I think that would have been, I liked her. I thought she was good. Um, I already said my thing about Savant. I think they should have casted a bigger named actor. I think it could have been a funnier payoff. Um, this one is also, like, these are nitpicky things. And again, this, like, I love this movie, but I'm just going into things that I thought would have made it better. Um, make the play Santa Prisca. And then have the main villain be Bane, the guy taking over the whole uh, the island. Could have been Bane. I think that would have been cool. Uh, just again a small thing, but I think if you if you're getting like good Hispanic actors like this, and you're making them these like no name villains, let's let's make let's make it a real let's make it a real DC villain, and let's put Bane in this movie. Then we could have had Bane fight King Shark. It could have been fun.
1: But the starfish, though.
0: Oh no, I'm cool with I'm cool with Starro. And I'm cool with the Thinker. And I know that Starro is the main villain. But I think the guy pulling the strings at first, it could have been Bane doing it. Not just this random, these random soldiers or these random dictators. Have Bane take over Santa Prisca. Because um, that's his island in the comic books. So just uh,
1: Is Starro the main villain?
0: He is the final threat. He's, so I think that's like he is technically. Yeah,
1: he's a thing. They fight at the end, but... He's not really an antagonistic force. That's true. but I, Is the villain not the U.S. government, oh. <laughs> Diego?
0: Yes, we do find out that Amanda Waller is just trying to cover up everything. Which is like, you should expect that from Amanda Waller. There's a couple of main villains in this. I don't know if there's one per se. Uh,
1: I like that, the, the whole political but, messaging that is in this movie. The, mm-hmm. the whole theme of, you know... Um, America's dirty little secrets that they've been doing all over the world. And you know, the reason that Suicide Squad even exists is as a black ops unit. So, <laughs> I think it all bolts yeah, perfectly. I... And even the fact that they're in Latin America, a place where the, the U.S. has historically r- really f- fucked everyone over down there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think, uh, two things real quick from that. One, uh, I... Overall, I think Peter Capaldi is like a good actor. I didn't think he was doing that much until that scene where he gives that speech about your government is doing this and all this stuff. I think that's a really good scene. I think it's because of him that it sells. Uh, oh, I like that her, uh, I like that, uh, her uh, crew of people are the ones that turn on her because they are finally had enough of it. I thought that was pretty good. I'm glad that Amanda Waller got hit in the head for once, like just like knocked out for once. I'm like, thank goodness.
1: Everyone, all those people in that office are dead. They're well, not coming back.
0: <laughs> well, actually, two of them are coming back for the Peacemaker show. Um, the two that they put in at the end, uh, James Gunn's girlfriend and Steve Agee. I don't even know uh, so, who yeah. that's who
1: that was.
0: Yeah, it's his uh, It's his girlfriend. I forget her name, but she's that's his girlfriend. She's going to be in the show, and so is Steve Agee, who also did the um, motion capture for King Shark. So good on him getting two parts in this movie. Yeah, I, those are my only nitpicks, though. I think overall this movie is really good. I think there is... Oh, there is one death that doesn't work for me. And I think you know which one it is. Because I... Look, I was sad about Boomerang. And I was sad about Flag. That's not what I mean by deaths, deaths that don't work for me. I mean that deaths, I think, were either in the wrong place or they were killed the wrong way and they didn't get enough weight. There was one character that dies and i don't think it was at the right i think it was done comedically (laughs) and i didn't like it so what do you do you know who you know i'm talking about right ricardo Uh,
1: them dots the dot man
0: polka dot man yes who overall i liked i wish they would have laid off the mom jokes i think those jokes (laughs) were a little weird (laughs) i think the fact that they kept coming back was weird for me i think they should have just saved it for the end and it would have been fine um, but when he's dancing in the club with his moms, that was really weird. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but they kill him uh, while he's like yelling, like I'm a superhero, and then like St- Stargo slams a- one of his tentacles into him, and he just dies, and you never see him again. <laughs> and that just, I think at that point was a time for an emotional death, not a comedic. I mean,
1: it was a little emotional. Think? He felt good about himself they for the don't... first time in his life,
0: and he dies. And then he's done. They kind of touch on it. Like, uh, Ratcatcher has a moment where she has his costume and she's, like, crying a little bit. But they don't really touch on, like, oh, man, Abner really was a hero. They don't give him anything. They don't give him anything. <laughs> They're just like, yep, he died. Oh, well.
1: What did he do? Like, to get, you know, on the squad in the first place. Like, how did he get arrested?
0: I I'm going to assume he killed his mom. I'm going to do a big assumption that his mom is dead. She can't be alive after all that. No way. No, I think he killed his mom. I'm going to bet on that one.
1: He's killed multiple moms.
0: I am very surprised uh-huh. by how many members of the team survived the the movie, if I'm going to be honest with you. I was. I thought it was going to be like <laughs> maybe like harley quinn king shark i think that probably would have been it for me i'm surprised that Bloodsport, sport uh rat Catcher 2 peacemaker and weasel all watch <laughs> this movie like that's a to me that's a lot more than i thought
1: <laughs> i really like Ratcatcher, man i want more of Ratcatcher.
0: she is definitely the heart of the film and uh she, she i believe her i believe her in every scene and i think that would have been hard to do and like with the movie that's it's hard to do in a movie that's so packed, and where she is, like, like even I don't want to say like a no-name a- actress, but she's like a no-name actress of all of them, and she kind of steals the show at the end, where she gets that final move, which is pretty awesome.
1: It's also really, really gross, just how many rats <laughs> are on this island.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it... <laughs> It, that point also got me pretty squeamish. All the rats in this movie also—I felt like bloodsport with how squeamish I was with these rats. <laughs> I, it's the noises that get me. It's the squeaks that were getting me, Ricardo. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all.
1: So I was going to say thematically, I think I really like the way her character works because there's a her being the heart of this movie uh, works in that her backstory with her father, the whole uh, the Taiko T T gives her that little speech about, you know, rats are the most, like, hated and, you know, despised creatures, but, you know, but they have purpose, as do we all, and that clearly, you know, stuck with her, because she's continuing the rat thing, and that also, that's what lets her see, like, the good and all the villains, she's surrounded by all these murdering assholes who she still somehow manages to find an emotional connection with.
0: Absolutely, she is kind of like the Captain America of this movie, where she doesn't change, she doesn't have to grow at all she is the best person in this movie by a lot uh and uh she affects Bloodsport. and i i love that relationship between her and Bloodsport. i, I do want to see more of her but where do you even go with these characters next i i can't like i can't think of anything like honestly there's no there's no place for me to
1: Suicide Squad three, but
0: they're not on the squad anymore. They get their, they get their
1: out. B- b- do it, do it again. <laughs> they're, they're back. It's another thing.
0: If they do another one, is there is there any members that you would really like to see? Because if it's James Gunn,
1: Danny the Street, Danny the
0: St- Doom Patrol, fantastic. <laughs> I would love that. Um, I figure it out. I'm here for like a kite man.
1: Yeah, yeah, a kite man or like a crazy quilt. Uh,
0: I would also like someone like The Question, who I don't think they're going to do. Like someone like a weird, like kind of like anti-hero. I'd be down for that. They did that kind of with Peacemaker, so I'd keep it going. Do you have any anything else to say about this movie other than it's fantastic?
1: Uh, Go watch it, please, <laughs> in a, a theater if you can and feel safe and are vaccinated. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It, it's it's a great one. I, I it's, a, it's highly recommended from the both of us. Great performances beautiful movie. Uh, if you have a, if you don't like Taika Waititi, you could see him die from an overdose. So I just I mean it's everything you want. It's a...
1: <laughs> I I'll say this. Taika Waititi showed up like in person out of not like a weird window flashback for mm-hmm. like 30 seconds and managed to make me emotional <laughs> with his <laughs> rat speech. Because it was the big climax of the movie. Daniela Melchior's <laughs> crying I'm crying he's like yeah man rats do have purpose uh, as do we it's all a good,
0: it's a good moment do, do you want to know a small fun fact before we finish off sure so I guess Taika Waititi was offered a bigger role in the movie but he couldn't do it because of time restraints on another movie he's working on so I'm just gonna throw out there that I'm pretty sure Taika Waititi was the first choice for Polka Dot Man <laughs>
1: I, I would have loved that. Yeah,
0: that would be. Ama- I would have loved that too. That would have been great.
1: <laughs> Either that or the, the voice of King Shark, maybe.
0: Maybe that would have been that would have been cool. But I, I actually really like Sylvester Stallone. Or maybe
1: a whole different villain. We're not even thinking about.
0: Oh, that's true. That's absolutely true.
1: The Joker. He's on the squad. He's Tycho Watiti now.
0: You know what? I'm not a hundred percent against that i would might be see that that wouldn't be okay that would be in that would be interesting i don't say i don't think it's gonna be good but i would watch that over jared leto um but yeah let us know what you thought of the suicide squad have you seen it have you not email us at podcast at gmail.com all right ricardo before we close out do you have any recommendations for us this week uh
1: well, you you know what I've been watch I've been watching a lot of The Nanny. It's on HBO Max. If you haven't seen The Nanny, I think it's pretty funny. I think Fran Drescher is an icon and we don't talk about that enough as a culture.
0: I've only seen a few episodes and I already know that she, that her wardrobe is iconic. It's, it's fantastic. She's got great <laughs> She's got great outfits in that show. It's fantastic. I got one if you are interested in seeing more zolo mariduena uh check out Kobukai. it's actually fantastic again as i was talking about earlier i think i came in uh watching it ironically to make fun of it because i thought it was going to be stupid uh it's oddly compelling it's it's kind of meta in the way that these two characters are both living in the past while the two main actors are their main roles in their lives are these same characters it, it it's interesting going into what nostalgia does to you and how it can affect your life in major ways and how we need to let go and look forward it, it's fantastic i i think it's got a really fun cast by the end of it it's kind of like i know last week ricardo we were kind of talking about rocky and how rocky kind of becomes like uh, a little bit like sillier over time and now it's like these villains and heroes of like rocky and these people it's the same thing with cobra kai there are villains who do karate and there are heroes who do karate and you start to root for them and it's, it's great stuff so i i highly recommend it all three seasons are on netflix and a fourth season's coming out this december as well on netflix so i'm pretty uh pretty excited about it
1: go cobra
0: your kai all right, and I think that pretty much wraps us up this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Ricardo Wickham, uh, the viewers at home, or listeners at home, uh, find you.
1: Like my actual thing?
0: Yeah, what's your actual thing, Ricardo? Should...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should probably change this to something easier. Yeah, uh, that's at brick underscore capital A underscore brack. That's B R A K.
0: You can follow me at Action Remake Pod. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live Action Remake. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, have fun. Stay safe. Put your mask back on. Get vaccinated. Uh, real quick, Ricardo, did you see that video from uh, Mr. Sunday Movies uh, about the post-credit scenes for uh, The Suicide Squad? Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> the one that devolves.
0: I love that. That's my favorite YouTube video right now. <laughs> 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 Go check out Mr. Sunday Movies on YouTube and look up yeah, the Yeah, shout out scene.
1: to them. Uh, Maybe they'll acknowledge us.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a good one. Stay safe, wear your mask, and, uh, yeah, signing out. Bye.